We interrupt this program to bring you... everybody welcome back to another episode of the real review my name's kevin my name is adam and we are the real movie guys it's october so you know what that means real terror month real terror month is the special month where we take a look at all your favorite horror movies giving you our thoughts and what we think this month we're gonna be talking about the evil dead series and in this video specifically we're talking about evil dead 2 Dead by Dawn. A lone survivor of an onslaught of flesh-possessing spirits holds up in a cabin with a group of strangers while the demon continues their attack. Wow, Adam. Uh, this is a drastic difference from the last video we uh, were discussing about The Evil Dead. I love these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Dead 2 is Sam Raimi, I think, coming into his full as a director. Everything we know, love, and some people hate Sam Raimi for, I think, can all be found in Evil Dead 2. And... I think it's his best work. Absolutely. Talk talk about entertaining to watch. It is just such a wild, wild experience. I can't think of many times a director has an opportunity that Sam Raimi has or takes with these series. Mm -hmm. uh, Evil Dead 2 is the first time he does this, and he's going to do this again later on, but... A director pretty much remakes his first movie within the sequel. Hey, there is a functioning to this. I know a lot of people are going to think, what the hell are you talking about? Well, for those who don't know, Evil Dead 2 was uh, was really hard to get greenlit. It took a lot of time. It took actually uh, Stephen King had to go out on a limb for Sam Raimi in order for this movie to get made. He had to be tell the studio like, hey, this guy, he's got some great ideas. I love that Evil Dead movie. You're sleeping on a, a franchise here. You have all this. He's got the moxie. Let's let him make a movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they did, you know, it got greenlit. The problem was they couldn't use any of the footage from the evil dead, which I think that right there in itself is kind of bewildering to me. Don't what you think, Adam, like you can't use the footage from your previous movie. Like, Oh yeah. Immediately it would hinder you because it's like, okay, well, great. Now I can't, uh, really continue the story, which is weird because I wonder if we take it for granted sometimes with our movies where like the Marvel movies can show tons of footage from a previous film and reflect back on what happened. And, mm -hmm. you know, especially for a sequel where maybe the, I mean, I think the evil dead was a very popular movie at the time. So most people had probably seen it, but Sam mm -hmm. Raimi wanted to give the audience a refresher. And I think in some weird way, I think it was his ego, right? I think he wanted to say, I could do this better, right? Like, you know, I, I made that when I was a child, I'm more experienced. This is like, well, I think seven or eight years in the future he makes this movie so he had a lot more time to mature as far as a director right. and find his style so he's like i could do this better so what does he do cuts out the whole entire cast of all the friends going into the woods it's just bruce campbell as ash williams reprising his role and his girlfriend linda traveling to a cabin which ironically with all the changes that he made uh he didn't they just randomly broke into this cabin to hang out <laughs> I thought That's that was so always the most bewildering thing to me, too. Like, for, let's forget about the magnifying glass necklace thing. You know, I'll let that go. But the fact you're just breaking, hey, hey, baby, let's go into this random cabin I found in the woods. There's no one here. We're just going to hang out and have a good time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's really funny to me because <laughs> okay. I was thinking about that just like, 
did you guys see this in a brochure? Yeah, like, like how, how did you find this place? Like, I don't understand. Like, it makes, especially for where they had to go to get here, it made absolutely yeah. no sense. Mm-hmm. Regardless, the same thing kind of happened. It's weird, right? Because at first, when I first started watching this movie, I'm like, you know, I miss the ensemble cast, right? I miss having all the friends, all the history with them. But then at the same time, I'm like, maybe that's better. There's not as many characters around because you're cutting out some of the nonsense that happened. And Ash would have a more direct connection with just one person or maybe in this descent of madness. I think there's something to be said for that. And mm-hmm. I think it was a good choice. You know, at the, again, at the beginning, I don't know if it was, but I think now as I reflect on it, I think it is a better choice to have been made. Adam, what do you think of the Evil Dead 2? Do you, do you like the changes that were made in the, in the beginning? Do you think it was necessary? Well, what are your thoughts on that? It's such a tonal difference between the first movie. Right. Like, right off the get-go i mean obviously you're going to see a bunch more (laughs) uh a bunch more of like a uh, comedic take on it right which i enjoy it's still a very fun watch it's 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 very uh interesting to see how it's like the evil dead adjacent right that's a good that's a good i like that actually i really like that the evil dead adjacent it's interesting because i heard a couple different things i know his brother him and his brother collaborated a lot on this movie and you're gonna see ted raimi was heavily involved with a lot of this movie and a lot of people say ted raimi went to sam and said hey i think we should work on this comedy part i think there's there's something to be here and i think bruce actually agreed and uh this is the best bruce is ever going to be uh, well, I don't want to say that. I mean, there's something that we're going to talk about later, but this is a really good time for Bruce Campbell. I mean, he's in peak physical condition. The man's yep. like ripped. He's doing a lot of physical stunts in this movie. Like he's taking some bumps in this movie. And I'm like, man, like that, that takes a lot of physical acting. And you know what? If your actor has that kind of comedic timing, which Bruce Campbell is obviously able to play with his corny, cheesy dialogue and just like a lot of his mannerisms that he's able to get across, why not use that to its fullest? And I think Evil Dead does that in the best way possible, while still also hanging on to a lot of that fear that I think was in the original The Evil Dead. Bruce Campbell takes it and runs. He just Oof. really gets into it this time, and it's so great. And that's where this movie shines, I think, a lot Absolutely. of the times, is where it's a descent into madness, right? That, that's what I like to think about yeah. this movie. Uh, Bruce Campbell, you know, he's with his girlfriend. The shit hits the fan. He finds this book that turns her to a flesh-eating zombie monster that's constantly terrorizing him it doesn't even necessarily want to like it wants to kill him but it wants to fuck with him i think is like the biggest thing and that's what this whole movie is it's just thing shit happening to bruce the entire movie and the movie picks up right where the last one ends ironically like they still keep some parts from the first movie and they keep the ending where ash is just thrown back into the middle of the woods after he gets attacked by like some random force from the house that ejects him into the middle of the woods. And then he, what does he do? He can't leave. So he has to go back to the cabin and Sam Raimi utilizes this one setting so effectively in this movie. Uh, Everything that happens here, I think is a reflection of everything Sam has learned up until this point. My absolute favorite scene is Mm. the tracking shot where Ash is getting chased into the house uh, there's a scene okay. where he's standing outside and he starts running from, I guess, the entity, which I always like that. Uh, Raimi never puts like an image to whatever is chasing mm-hmm. him. You just know something horrible is coming after him. Yes. Uh, he's running. I don't know how they did this. I, I really can't tell you. And it's all one continuous shot. Like we talk about now how we have that whole trend of doing a continuous shot in movies. Uh, the Evil Dead 2 kind of did it first. Ash is just running through the house. He's like ducking, going, going mm-hmm. through corners, like sliding through piping. That's an impressive feat, man. I, I don't know what to say other than that. Like, I think that's just 
crazy effective and it's kind of scary right because the camera never breaks from it so he's being it is it's very suspenseful it's 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 so funny to watch you know how quickly it goes too it just gets to the plot moving i guess if you will right and i think this whole part of that movie is where it's at its strongest i think it's just when it's just bruce versus Mm evil i think that really is its strongest uh, whether he's chopping his hand off which i think is a crazy scene and there's a reason it's so iconic where his hand becomes possessed like let alone forget him being possessed his hand becomes possessed uh, he stabs it with a fork and then he chops it off with a chainsaw. It's just crazy. Like the mm-hmm. madness that's in this movie. And you're probably saying to yourself too, like that's pretty violent, you know, compared to the first movie. Ironically, I think this movie is maybe that's one of the weaker points where this isn't as gory as the first movie. And a lot of that had to do with, I think the first movie becoming so hard to get rated, which ironically evil dead Two became an unrated film in most of the, of the world because of how gory it was. Uh, even though Sam tried to like work around a lot of the scenes where he has like black goo shooting out instead of blood. But as he tried, I, I don't think that was very successful that way. And do, do you think that's a hindrance to this film at all? With some of the, those changes, like especially things that happen off scene. We get a lot of off scene. Yes, events. that's 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 where a lot of it happens. It's like a lot of the, the dismemberments or any kind of like the gory stuff. It'll happen off the scene. However, right. the one scene where... Um, Ash has to uh, chainsaw pretty much um, Linda's head and the blood kind of splurts out. And Beautiful obviously we don't, shot. we do we see like the shadow of him, you know, doing the, the deed of the chainsawing, <laughs> but then you see the blood kind of like splurt out onto the uh, light bulb. Yeah. Callback. And then it turns the whole room red. I just think that's such a cool right? effect. To it's like, cool. Cause it's a callback to the original one where yes. he did that too. He did that mm-hmm. in the basement when there was like, everything was pouring in all the blood. It's such a cool visual design. So like on the one hand, it stinks that I I'm not able to see like the more gore, but it definitely worked. Yeah, and this movie's really gory. Does. Let's be clear. Yes. This movie's very gory. I guess it wasn't as much as a shock factor. So you could also maybe attribute that to maybe there was a bit of maturity coming in as a director. You know, he wanted to say, yeah, maybe. show you what I can do visually with a camera to try and hide this, but make it just as effective, which I think it mm-hmm. is. I think there's always an argument for that. What you don't see is just as powerful as what you do see. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see something, I think that lasts with you even longer because your imagination tends to run wild with what's being composed there. Like I'm not seeing Ash chop up Linda's head with a chainsaw, but visually in my mind, my imagination's running wild with the idea of it happening. And I think that's pretty interesting for that to happen. Probably saves money too. Yeah, I can only imagine. It's been, Let I mean, the audience kind of... Yeah, and, and he's a cheap director, so, you know, yeah. that, that's something. Uh, one of the more interesting things, too, like we've been constantly saying here, is uh, the comedy. What do you think of the comedy in Evil Dead? Because, again, we went from a no-nonsense first movie uh, to what I'd like to call and consider, in a lot of ways, like Looney Tunes comedy being thrown into this this movie. What do you think it's... of that that change? Like, what do you think of that? It's very um, slapstick very. and campy. Like- uh, yeah, it's really different. It, it it obviously sets the tone for its own kind of entity while still being in the same vein as the first movie. Right. I think that's a good way to put it, too. Yeah. It's just really weird, yet I it's still another entertaining watch. I really like this movie a lot. It's just so fun. So if you were to... What, what would you prefer? Now, in my opinion, I think this movie's superior than the previous movie only because it has its own identity because of the comedy. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the first And the first movie is a phenomenal movie. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to take that away from it. I think, absolutely. I think The Evil Dead is absolutely phenomenal. But Evil Dead 2, because it's able to combine these two genres, it makes something very unique. I mean, The Evil Dead's unique alone for its shock factor, but you can make the argument, okay, the horror is not really, you know, it's just a possession movie and... 
it's a horror movie, a cabin in the woods, right? That, that's really yeah. what it is. The Evil Dead 2 tries to be something a lot more, but it's it's also successful at it, mm-hmm. which a lot of movies can't say. Again, a lot of that, like we said earlier, has to do with Bruce Campbell's acting. The fact that his he's fighting with his hand in the middle of a kitchen, like he's slamming himself against the wall, like, oh, you're a wise guy, eh? And he's got like a shotgun while his dismembered hands like running around. You're not going to find something else like this. No. Really not. And the fact he even attaches a chainsaw to his hand is like an iconic image that's that's ingrained in film history. Horror history. I, I mean, genre bending. You look at anime, uh, anything. You see, there's there's some kind of influence there for what this movie had. As stupid as it sounds, th- this movie has its own identity because of the changes and the comedy that Sam Raimi put in there. The ridiculousness paired perfectly well with the horror. It was like a perfect marriage. It's like The Evil Dead set the bar for horror films. Yeah. But this one created its whole new genre. The practical effects, once again, are by far phenomenal. Uh, there, there's one scene even too towards the end when uh, Ash has to verse the giant head monster that comes mm-hmm. through the door. I think that's really cool. I know it looks corny, but the fact that he's actually fighting like a giant boss, it feels like a video game almost. Like, all right, this is the final boss for the final battle. I think yeah. that's really cool. And the fact that it's actually still there, I think is interesting too. I think it's just so awesome that he literally like dabs it with the chainsaw. He's actually, and you yeah, know, it's just kind of... It. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, the practicality in this movie cannot be like undermined whatsoever. Uh, even when I was looking up the chainsaw, they actually had it. They had I forget how they did it. They had something like running with the chain. It wasn't actually a chainsaw, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, but they had something he had to have like running next to the in like the mechanism where the chainsaw was. That way, it was constantly like a motor revving inside of it. It had smoke coming out of it. That's attention to detail. You know, you cool. don't really expect that. Yeah, it's really cool. And there's something to be said about just having a really cool chainsaw hand. The effects in this movie, I think, are second to none. Another one of my favorite scenes, Adam, is uh, the mirror scene. Uh, it's interesting that there's two mirror scenes. Uh, hmm. He did it first the first time. I thought it was excellent when he did the water scene in the Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2, he says, you know, that's not enough. I'm going to do something a little different. So Ash is like, he's like really tired. He's like, he's had enough of everything that's going on. He's staring in the mirror. He's like looking at himself like, is this really going on? And then you see like Ash reaches out from the other side of the mirror, puts his Mm -hmm. hands on him and says, if you have to ask yourself, is you're probably pretty crazy. (laughs) I'm like, that's amazing. That's that's what I love about this movie. I love that insanity, that that singularity, because only Bruce Campbell can do that. You find me another actor. Uh, that could do that as successfully, I wouldn't believe you. Bruce Campbell's the one that can pull it. They make me think he's going insane. And it seems like that and like even the everything laughing at him. There's a scene where they just, mm-hmm. everyone's laughing. Like there's a deer head. He's like looking at a deer head on the wall. Didn't like that. <laughs> he starts cracking up and then everyone starts laughing. Like the furniture's laughing at him. There's like a lamp that's laughing. Uh-huh. What the hell is this movie? It's That's where it works so well. There are some things, as much as I love this movie and I do mm-hmm. think it's a phenomenal movie, there's some things I don't like. The more I've watched it over the years, I think the more it's kind of grown on me, the things I don't like the second half of this movie for me in the beginning of this movie it's really ash versus evil the whole movie Mm -hmm. it's him versus the evil in the cabin in the woods sam raimi decides you know i don't think that's enough i need to introduce these side characters i know i'm probably gonna get flack for it but i don't think it's necessary like we had bobby joe annie annie's boyfriend all these characters are introduced in the second half of the movie but i feel like it weighs down the plot that was so strong for me The, the interaction of just ash versus the evil in the house was so much more interesting than adding all these side characters into the plot. Yeah, uh, maybe if there weren't as many characters, I would have been okay with that. Right. But the fact that all of a sudden we have this whole situation going on between Ash and all these deadites are happening, and then all of a sudden the plot kind of completely shifts 
right in a way and then all of a sudden all these new casts are introduced in the second half of the film it's like they're not established enough no. right away and then all of a sudden they're just like in the whole story right and then annie becomes like this integral character to the plot because she can read the necronomicon mm-hmm. and her father was the one who read it in the cabin and yep to me, I, I think it's world building on Raimi's part. Like he wants to build this world that he created. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think it's necessary. The reason why the Evil Dead works so well was because of that isolation in the cabin. And this movie still has isolation in the cabin. The problem is he's introducing ladder elements into the movie mm-hmm. where I think it starts to weigh it down. And what are they more than just fodder to be killed by the deadite? Did we need yep. that? You know what I mean? That, that's where True. I think it comes down to. And for me, at least a little bit, the movie does slow down. At a couple times, especially when it's like, oh, it's a misunderstanding. Like, oh, Ash, you're the bad guy. You killed all the people in the cabin. And if you started off your movie that way, okay, because then you have to introduce a new situation for Ash. Say, like, that was, like, the third movie. Say we didn't get the craziness we'll talk about later down the road. But say, like, these people come back to that cabin and they find Ash there and like they have a story to tell from that point. I think if you tell it from the beginning of the movie, it works. But the fact he just, like, interjects it midway in the movie, I feel like that was, like, a, that was a weird choice for for him and i don't know if that was necessarily successful in that way yeah i mean there were definitely some scenes that worked i just think it could have been done differently maybe if they were established more at the beginning of the film somehow some way but the fact that they just kind of show up and now they're here they're just like in the thick of it right and a lot of that has to do i think even too like the the narration with the necronomicon like Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of cool like all right it's Mm -hmm. cool to know like this whole backstory you can tell Raimi wants to set this up to be something bigger than it initially was and i think that is the feeling he's going for but in some ways by having this narration sometimes when you have to talking down to the audience like this is the necronomicon this is what it does this is how ancient evil it is when you over explain something it takes something away other than it being just like a book of the dead that does all this crazy. We don't even know what it does or no one can explain what it is. Sometimes the mystery is a little more interesting. And especially for Sam Raimi, I find that kind of weird that he decided to make that choice for the series. Especially when you're going in, assuming that a lot of people have seen the first film, right? Where it's technically already established. So it's like, do I really, you really have to go into it again? It's a weird choice. Uh, yeah. Whether you really like it or not, I think it's going to depend on the viewer. If you're someone who likes traditional movies where I like my part one and then my part two to be straight on through, you're not going to get that here. No. Uh, I would almost argue that kind of like what Marvel's doing with the multiversal timelines. These are different timelines of events that are happening in this world. Yeah, you know, and maybe maybe that was the first multiverse created. Who's to say? Maybe Sam Raimi uh, started off with that. <laughs> Before we get to our final scores, I'm going to go to our favorite part of the video. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Real Kill Award. <laughs> Real Kill Award is a special award that myself and Adam will grant to our favorite kill in the movie. Adam, by far, in Evil Dead 2, what was your favorite kill? I believe it was when, his name is Jake, which was the hillbilly dude. Okay, He's got the overalls. When Henrietta kind of drags him into the cellar and all of a sudden, just the flood of blood just comes whoosh, right out of the, uh, the cellar there. I love a good Raimi like jet stream of blood. I really do. And, and there's, there's no, there's few other directors. I think that can do it as successfully as he can and make me like feel grossed and uncomfortable for liking it. No, I, I really enjoyed that one. That one was fun. Yeah. And this movie has a similar scene too, but with the wall, like uh, we didn't really mm-hmm. talk too much about that too, is where the wall, there was like a hole in the wall and then the blood starts shooting out of it and then it retracts and it's like black when it goes mm-hmm. back into the wall. 
that's some cool stuff right there. Uh, again, you can see a lot, like we talked about earlier, Raimi found a lot of ways to make things that worked in the first movie and take them to make them even better in this movie in mm-hmm. maybe more interesting ways. My real kill award, I'm going to nominate Linda, head getting chopped with a chainsaw. So yeah. it's not even just that one scene. I think it's the whole, that one part. Ash has to dismember his girlfriend. But mm-hmm. and by far, I think that's that's terrifying. So he has Linda's head trapped in a vice and she's talking to him like, oh, Ash, I love you. You can't do this to me. And he's like, what, baby? I can't do this. I can't do it. I can't do it, Linda. Shut up, Linda. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's like one of the best parts in the movie, too, quote-wise. It's just he's like, shut up, Linda. He's always yelling that throughout the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's like, he's about to do it. The chainsaw, I can't do it. And suddenly her body comes like running at him with the mm-hmm. chainsaw going crazy. And he's like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And, you know, of course, he ends up chopping her head up. But... I think that's a really cool kill. I, I think it's phenomenal, that scene. It's it's loony. It's crazy. Uh, it captures everything we love about the Evil Dead series. Sure. Her body running around with the chainsaw is a very uh, very funny visual. Yeah, it's a funny visual. And again, Bruce Campbell's reactions just sell, yes. that, sell that to the moon. I absolutely love yes. it. The interesting thing, too, we'll see. Uh, this movie ends, you know, like we said, he kills the giant monster. And uh, Ash gets mm, sucked into yes. another dimension at the end of the movie. And... I do like this about Raimi movies, and we'll probably talk about this when we cover Army of Darkness, is I like kind of like how Ash is just like eternally damned to like have a terrible life, I guess, from this point forward. Like, you know, he's going to get transported to another situation. It's like, oh, no, not again. Come on. Like, I just went through all this. It's not over. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to have a pretty rough uh, few days, really. We'll talk more about Army of Darkness when we go into that movie, so uh, stay tuned for that review. But that all being said, I think it's time we give our final scores. I'm going to give The Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, an A. Phenomenal movie. What can I say? Uh, I know I was a little bit negative on this movie at parts, but it's only because I love it so much. Um, I I have to acknowledge the weaknesses in order for me to acknowledge the strengths. But overall, this this is peak Raimi movie for me. Uh, I I really have a hard time finding another Raimi movie I like as much as Evil Dead 2. Uh, That that being said, he's had a historic career with movies like Spider-Man, Drag Me to Hell. Uh, you know, he's had a phenomenal catalog of movies, but Evil Dead 2, nothing really comes close to that, in my opinion. Is it perfect? No. I mean, not many movies are, uh, but I think Sam Raimi really captures what it means to be different in a world where we have so many movies that are very similar. And there's a lot of similar movies that have done something close to Evil Dead 2 in the future. It's still emulated to today. Extremely successful movie. I can't recommend it enough. Adam, where do you stand with Evil Dead 2? I stand right next to you and give it an A as well. <laughs> It's just really entertaining. I I love this movie. It's just so great. There's the line deliveries from Ash, the groovy. It's just, groovy. I yeah, I love it. it. I love all everything about it. Yeah, it's crazy how like memorable Evil Dead Two is. You know, mm-hmm. just a lot of the scenes. You know, we still carry with us to today, and uh, it's gonna be an interesting conversation when we go talk about Army of Darkness. Because, oh boy, do I got some hot takes on that. But. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of The Real Review. We'll catch you next time. Bye. If you guys like what you've seen here today, consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to stay up to date with everything Real Movie Guys related, make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, 
and Facebook. Don't forget all you audio listeners at home, we are available on many podcasting platforms. Just search The Real Movie Guys, we should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time. Conversation.